If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Dr. Kornbluth, does M- at MIT, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct or rules regarding bullying and harassment? Yes or no? If targeted at individuals not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard calling for the genocide for Jews on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada. I've heard chants, which can be anti-Semitic depending on the context, when calling for the elimination of the Jewish people. So those would not be according to the MIT's code of conduct or rules? That would be um, investigated as harassment, if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews, does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes speech or becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. And Dr. Gay, at Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual. Targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted yeah, at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When it and is it anti-Semitic con- rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, 
It depends on the context? It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. I have to say that um, after Danielle, my daughter Ava, and my mother Naomi, Elise Stefanik is my fourth favorite woman in the world today. (laughs) I swear to God, that was an ass-kicking she put on in D.C. yesterday. The first one was Sally Kornbluth. She's the president at MIT. Then you heard from Liz McGill. She's the president at University of Pennsylvania. Then it was Claudine Gay at Harvard, three despicable anti-Semitic women, three of them, how any of them have their jobs after what Elise did to them yesterday is a shock to me. But my next guest, the greatest constitutional attorney in the history of our country, he has been speaking out in a big way on what's going on on these college campuses, is my dear friend Alan Dershowitz. So, Dersh, last time I saw you, my wife Danielle and I went into the East Village and uh, we haven't spoken since. And we watched this unbelievable two-hour documentary about you, the trials of Alan Dershowitz. We met your lovely wife. She still likes me, even though I'm a Trump supporter. We met your uh, wonderful son. We had a great sushi dinner afterwards. And we haven't spoken since. How are you? I miss you. I wish I we spoke more often. Uh, that too. was a great. That was a great night. I appreciate it. But yesterday was a terrible, terrible day for academia, for Harvard. Uh, You know, there was an article in the paper yesterday that at Harvard and Yale, uh, everybody gets an A now. I think 90% of grades given out are A's. Um, But even by that standard, these three presidents deserve C minuses. President Gay, I think probably a D plus. Uh, It was despicable that they couldn't answer the question directly. And, and and the president of MIT didn't know what she was talking about. She had no idea what free speech and academic freedom was. You know what she said? She said, under academic freedom, a teacher has the right to say anything they want in the classroom, in the classroom. Nobody has ever suggested that professors, I was one for 60 years, have a right to say things in the classroom. You can say what you want outside the classroom, but if I'm teaching law, and I suddenly decide in the classroom to do a lecture on 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 why blacks are inferior or women should be raped. Uh, I'd be fired in a second. Uh, it's outrageous. And what what and and the congresswoman was fantastic. And and the main takeaway is the double standard because if anybody anybody at any university calls for genocide against blacks or raping of women or lynching of people or gay people immediately yeah yeah they would immediately be fired look at the standard that was applied to larry summers the former president of harvard he was fired because he raised questions about the genetic differences between men and women in an academic setting he got fired by that standard by that standard each of these three presidents must uh, resign. Yeah. They don't meet that standard. What they said was a hundred times worse than what Larry Summers said. And Larry Summers has made a point since in which he says this whole concept of diversity, equity, and inclusion explicitly excludes Jews. Jews aren't part of diversity. They're not part of inclusion. And equity means you judge people not on the basis of the merits, but on the basis of their racial or gender or sexual orientation. And 
equity is the opposite of equality. And until we dismantle these programs, you know, now there are billion dollars worth of programs at virtually every American university. It started, it really strengthened after the murder of George Floyd. But every university spends tens of millions of dollars having a bureaucracy of diversity, equity, and inclusion, which is anti-Semitic to its core. Most of the anti-Semitism at universities comes from two facts. Number one, this diversion, inclusion, and equity. And number two, the creation of these fake departments that uh, are supposed to be devoted to teaching black people about black history, women about women's history, um, uh, gays about gay history. Uh, these are cheering squads. These are not these are not true academic departments. And and most of the anti-Semitism comes from these departments, because when you divide people along lines and you tell people at Harvard, you're not a Harvard student. You're a black Harvard student. You're a female Harvard student. You're an Arab uh, Harvard student. Of course they're going to uh, make it into a zero-sum game, and, and, and Jews are the enemy. And that's the truth. And until we root out these uh, bureaucracies and these fake departments, we're going to see an increase in anti-Semitism. You know, according to this testimony yesterday, if Hitler came up for tenure and submitted the book Mein Kampf, he'd get tenure – because it hadn't turned to action yet. Right. He hadn't committed right. genocide yet. Right. He was just advocating genocide, and that's not enough to come under the standards of a university. Well, that was just three universities yesterday, three of our finest, all Ivy League schools, obviously, MIT, Harvard, and Penn. But we've got the same issues right here in New York. I held the rally with Curtis Sliwer outside of Cooper Union. NYU's got the same issue. So does Columbia. So does Brooklyn College. So does Hofstra. Their president needs to be fired, too. But who else has it? Uh, And I hate to do this to you, Alan, but I do it every time. The White House. Because when Corrine Jean-Pierre, Biden's spokesperson, had the opportunity to come out and do what these women had the chance to do yesterday, guess what? She kind of answered it in the same exact way. So for all the folks out there that are applauding Joe Biden for his Israel rhetoric, despite the fact that he's in bed with Iran, his own spokesperson answered the question almost the same exact way. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. By the way, speaking of New York, the worst university in the United States, in the United States, and that's a really low bar, the worst university is City University of New York yes. Law School. Yes. It is, A, one of the worst law schools in America. Don't tend your children to New York. Well, did you, well, did you, mean, that, do you mean that academically even you're talking about? Academically yeah. is one of the worst. Of course it's academically horrible because the students aren't being taught you know, criminal law, torts, or contracts. They're being taught how to hate Jews. Uh, they're being taught by the teachers. The, the faculty voted unanimously to boycott only one country in the world, the nation state of the Jewish people. Uh, the the, the, the uh, valedictorian speaker at graduation was an out-and-out uh, a racist. Um, the City University Law School should not exist. No single penny of federal, of state funding uh, or city funding should be given to the city university. If they want to start a private racist university, uh, you know, based on Der Sturmer and Mein Kampf, uh, that <laughs> can't stop them from doing that. Yeah. But your dollars and my dollars shouldn't go to uh, uh, CUNY. You know, I graduated Brooklyn College. I was top of my class. I donated all my papers to Brooklyn College. I got a letter the other day saying, this is giving day. Give money to Brooklyn College. I wrote back, not a penny. Wow. Not a penny wow. to my own school, wow. even though I love the school and it made me what I am. 
but I won't contribute to that political science department, which will not allow pro-Israel speakers to speak, will only allow anti-Israel speakers to speak. And it's not about us suppressing free speech. It's about them suppressing free speech. Why can't I speak? Oh, I can't speak at Cardoza Law School. The Cardoza Law School dean turned down an opportunity to allow me to speak to the students saying, no, we're not ready for Alan Dershowitz. Cardoza Law School. I was offered to become the dean of Cardoza Law School when it first opened. It's part of Yeshiva University. And Cardoza Law School dean refused to allow me to speak to the students free, no expenses paid, <clears throat> just to help educate the students. But <clears throat> Cardoza Law School doesn't want me to speak. So it's the other side that's suppressing free speech. Let there be no mistake about that. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You know, Alan, while we, um, we're all over the faculty, as we should be, and the administrators, the presidents of these colleges, the kids, at the end of the day, while some are very ignorant, they're just looking for a cause. They're the same idiots that marched with BLM after George Floyd died. Again, horrible the man died. He was murdered. But to turn the country upside down over a guy that was arrested nine times and put a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach made no sense to me. So these kids are just looking for any reason to go out and they're cause trouble. They're useful idiots. They're useful yeah, right, idiots. Right. I so, agree with you. Right. Yeah. But, so with that said, can we make sure, Alan, what can we do to make sure that some of these kids who are thriving academically at some of these schools never get a job? Do we print their names? That's the right, that's the right thing to do. We should uh, public their names, publish their names. It's not doxing to publish a name. We're not publishing their home addresses, their children's schools. We're just publishing their name. And we're saying to law firms, do you really think that somebody who supports rape and beheadings, do you really think that your clients want to be represented by somebody like that. Nobody should hire anybody associated with the National Lawyers Guild. The National Lawyers Guild has become the Der Sturma of the neo-Nazi Hamas movement. Yep. Uh, the National Lawyers Guild, the day after these tragic, horrible events, the National Lawyers Guild, the day after, before Israel fired a single shot, the National Lawyers Guild said that it was a legitimate military activity and that people have the right to do that, and they defended, not in courts of law, they defended publicly Hamas. They are the spokesperson for Hamas. That's the National Lawyers Guild. Many of you listening probably have lawyers who belong to the National Lawyers Guild. Ask them that question. Do you support rapes? You know, and where are all the feminist groups? Feminist groups around the world are saying rape is terrible. Always believe women, except if the rape victim is a Jew. Then you don't believe that. And you don't show any support yep. for that. Yep. That's what's been going on. Well, I know. Hard. Even Netanyahu yesterday called them out. And that does go back. You hate to bring up politics, but you know, Alan, you're a very smart man, maybe the smartest guy I know. These feminist groups 
They're all Democrats, okay? And then let's start talking well, they're about... Radical. They're radical. A lot of them are too left for the Democrats. I, I get it, but they're, uh, listen, that's like telling me that uh, Hamas no are, are, are they're they're still no Palestinians. Republican. Listen, yeah. all these, the squad members, that lady out in Washington who Dana yeah. Bash actually bashed, they're all Democrats. Biden double-talking about Israel. One day we love them, the next day we want a ceasefire, we want to pause, it's their fault. I mean, let, let, I mean, come on, man. Let me make my position clear. I will help support financially and i will go and campaign for anybody republican or democrat who runs against any of the people in the squad or any of the people who voted against the resolution condemning anti-semitism uh that's fair but but, but let me ask you what what do you think but what do you people are in in that party and i want to marginalize them and make sure they're excluded from the party i want to keep israel a bipartisan issue if it's possible good it may not be possible it may not be but i want to ask you specifically about the president how you think he is doing? Well, I think his speeches have been very good. Uh, I don't want to see conditions placed on aid to Israel. I don't want to see anything done to limit Israel's ability to win this fight. Look, the people of Gaza, the babies and the children you have sympathy for, but the adult men and women of Gaza who cheered for the October 7th event, some of them went and crossed over the line and participated in the rapes. I don't have any sympathy for them. I don't have any sympathy for those who use uh, their homes to shelter uh, Hamas fighters and and rockets and tunnels. No, I think we have to distinguish. You know, when Hamas puts out figures, 15,000 people killed. Well, probably half of them are combatants, and much of the other half are probably active supporters of Hamas and collaborators of Hamas. If you really break it down, and figure out the actual number of innocent people killed. It's lower than in any previous war in history. Israel is doing a better job protecting protecting uh, civilians than any country in modern history. And that's not me talking. That's experts like uh, Colonel Kemp. That's experts like the uh, former head of uh, 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 one of the major universities who deals with urban warfare, who said Israel is doing a better job than anybody else. You have to do a comparative assessment. When when people use human shields, when Hamas uses human shields, they're responsible for the death of the civilians, not the people who shoot them. Again, I've given the example. If I rob a bank and hold you as a hostage and start shooting people from behind you, and the policeman in an effort to shoot me kill you by accident, Who's responsible for that? The hostage taker, not right. the policeman. Well, that's the well same said. thing is true in the Middle East. Yeah. That's right. You know, before I let you go, uh, I want to go back to how we started the conversation uh, about that movie that Daniel and I went to see. And I, I know a lot about you, obviously. I think a lot of folks do. Every lawyer does. My wife, Danielle, you know, you saw how excited yeah. she was to meet you that night. She loves you. Uh, and the movie was really good. John did an amazing job. And I knew about a lot of the cases. I knew about, obviously, you were involved in all three impeachments, Nixon, Clinton, and Trump, involved in the O.J. Simpson, uh, Mike Tyson. You actually state in the movie you want to win that one. You were upset you didn't. Yeah, but I have yeah. to tell you, the one case, and I told you this at dinner that night, that absolutely floored me was that Harry Reams, who got $100 to do Deep Throat. That movie has grossed <laughs> about $30 million. You represented him pro bono. That's unbelievable. Did, yeah. <laughs> we won the case. And, uh, you know, he was, he was a, a, a Jewish kid from Scarsdale. His name was, uh, you know, uh, Herbie Stryker. And he was a technician on the film. He was a lighting person on the film. And the uh, the star of the film uh, didn't show up, or and so he was said, "Can you fill in?" And he spent about uh, two hours making the film. Got paid 
$50 and ended up uh, sentenced to prison. I, I, I got him out of prison, but uh, um, it was an amazing case. It was, and uh, you know, talk about Scarsdale, Klaus von Bulow, a big part of the movie. And, and on the way out, I will tell you that, but I told you that night at dinner remains true, that a lot of the movie, while it did uh, cover all these unbelievably major cases, you've been involved in just about every major case in the last 50 years. Part of that movie was a beautiful love story, how you met your wife, Carol, oh, yeah, uh, there in yeah, Boston. Yeah. And I thought that was a really lovely part of the movie. I really did. Well, it's the most important part of my life. Um, in fact, yesterday was the 41st anniversary of our uh, meeting. At the and, Chinese uh, restaurant? At the, you know, we met at a Jewish event. I was the speaker. Oh, right. And she was in the audience. Our first date was at the Chinese right, restaurant. Right. Uh, that was uh, 41 years ago yesterday and every day since. So I'm, God I'm, bless I'm, you. I, I'm the luckiest man in the world, as are you. I met your fantastic wife. She's incredible. Wow, thank uh, that you. was a great dinner. We ought to do it a couple of times a year. I, I would love to. We would love to. We, we love you guys, you, your wife, your son. And uh, we really did. We enjoyed the movie, but we enjoyed you guys even more. And I love when you're on the show, Alan. You know that. You're just brilliant and a, a terrific man. So thank you so much for hopping on today. My pleasure. Thank Stay you. on hold. i got to ask you one quick question for Thomas sure. Kniff, Daniel Penny's attorney. Thank you. There he is, the great Alan Dershowitz.